Welcome. In this video, I'll be talking about tail emissions and fixed supply. We'll get into what those terms mean and show some examples of how they work in the world of cryptocurrency. One of the attractive features about cryptocurrencies is that they are scarce or that there's only a limited number of them available. As many people may know, for Bitcoin, there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoins. Or you could say that Bitcoin has a fixed supply of 21 million. Whereas for some other cryptocurrencies, when you go and look up the supply information, you might see something like this. The infinity symbol, or a question mark, or possibly a zero. Now what do those things mean? Does it mean we don't know how many of these coins there will be? No, that is not the case. Quite often when you see stuff like this when looking up the supply information of a coin, it could mean because it's using what's called tail emissions. Personally, I think this infinity sign is especially misleading because it could give the idea to some people that there's a lack of scarcity with this coin. When in reality, if you understand tail emissions and how they work for this coin, you'd see that there's plenty of scarcity and these numbers of total and max supply can actually be calculated fairly easily. Before we get into tail emissions, let's take a look at how the distribution of Bitcoin works, a fixed supply coin. It's pretty easy to figure out that there will only be 21 million Bitcoins, but how do we get to that point where there's 21 million in circulation? Well, Bitcoin and many other fixed supply coins use what's called a halving. On this chart here, our blue line is representing how many Bitcoins are in circulation, and our orange line is representing how many are being produced. After a set interval of time, the amount being produced is cut in half, and this continues on, getting cut in half in this manner until 21 million Bitcoin are produced. This process will still take over 100 years to complete, but when it does, there will be no more rewards for the miners. The only rewards the miners would get would be from transaction fees. So in that situation, when the fixed supply is reached, if there's no more miner rewards, and there's not a lot of transactions on the network, the miners lose incentive to give their hash rate to the network, which in turn drops the security of the network. Tail emissions could be a solution to that issue. Using Monero as our example, when Monero gets to 18.3 million circulating supply, it will start its tail emissions. What that means is that the block reward will get fixed at a certain number and will not go any lower. What this does is it still gives an incentive for miners to mine the network, theoretically keeping a stronger hash rate and keeping the network more secure. To compare these two, up top here, we have our coins in circulation, blue being Bitcoin and red being Monero. The blue horizontal line up top here represents our 21 million total supply for Bitcoins. And our red vertical line represents when Monero will start its tail emissions. So if you see here, Monero actually starts its tail emissions within the next year or so. Our bottom chart is showing us how many are being produced, or the block rewards. 
our Bitcoin is doing its halving cycle. Whereas Monero had a nice smooth curve all the way down to the point where it starts its tail emissions. At that point, the reward gets fixed. If we span these out a little further, we can see up top here that it will not be until sometime after 2040 that the supply of Monero actually exceeds the 21 million supply of Bitcoins. And we can see down below our reward line is fixed and Bitcoin eventually drops below it. So in these later years, the thought definitely arises what could happen to the security of the network if there's no more incentive for the miners to keep mining? That seems to be the common debate between fixed supplies and tail emission coins. Some people prefer one or the other. Personally, I see value in each of them. Different coins have different emission schedules. So that's why I think it's good to know a little bit about how these topics work. I like Monero's emission schedule. Its inflation rate over time is fairly low enough for me to, to be on board with. There's many other cryptocurrencies that use tail emissions that have a much higher inflationary line after they hit tail emissions. Dogecoin is one example that I don't like for that reason. This is kind of the same chart we were looking at. We have our Bitcoin and Monero production, but this time we have the production of the US dollar and also gold. So definitely the US dollar is going in the complete opposite direction as everything else, meaning it's highly inflationary. Whereas our other three here seem to all be following a similar trend. If we zoom in a little bit, we can see our Bitcoin line a little better doing the halving cycle and Monero doing its tail emissions, getting a fixed supply and that continuing on. And the supply of gold seems to be fairly on par with this. I guess the one question I always have to think about when I think about these two, what's going to happen when the Bitcoin reward dies off? And say everyone is just holding their Bitcoin for dear life. Nobody's really transacting. Hash rate could start to drop. When the hash rate drops, the price usually drops along with it. And I'm definitely just speculating. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. But if I'm thinking from a miner's perspective, I definitely see some merit in tail emissions. As long as the inflation after tail emissions isn't very high, I can agree with it. I would prefer that there would still be some incentive there for the miners and not just be hoping that enough people are gonna be making transactions. Thanks for watching. If you like this topic and want to learn more about cryptocurrencies and blockchain, come check our free channel out. We are on Telegram and Discord. Links are in the description below.